This is Terrio Media. A lot of things being ingrained into us like that, um, you know, hard work, that work should be hard or um, that we have to grind or hustle. Or if we want to make 10 times more money, we just work 10 times harder. Now, that's quite impractical because we have a finite number of hours in a month that we could actually dedicate to work. Hello, I'm Matt Terrio of Epic Real Estate, and today is Thought Leader Thursday. Glad you're here. All right, so today I'm joined by founder and CEO of Superfast Business and Silver Circle. In his eight years as a business coach, he has helped over 2,000 of his students create and maintain six and seven and even eight-figure businesses. He's grown his own coaching business and his communities into a multi-million dollar business that, that fund a lifestyle that he absolutely loves. And I follow him on Instagram. I can see he's living the life. And he's recently released his new book, Work Less, Make More, The Counterintuitive Approach to Building a Profitable Business and a Life You Actually Love. And I just can't think of a better fit for Thought Leader Thursday than our guest today, Mr. James Shramko. So, James, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's great to be here. Yeah, we've been in touch for many years. It's good to see how you've gone as well. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, I was a member of your community and and I've purchased several, back in the day, several of your website and SEO services and and we met briefly at traffic and conversion a few years ago. It was it was such a busy night. There was something I wanted to share with you that I wasn't able to that night because, you know, I don't think back 2010-ish that uh, I got turned on to the Internet Business Mastery podcast and Pat Flynn's podcast. That, and it really just opened my eyes to doing business online. But it was your Freedom Ocean podcast that I found shortly thereafter that really just catapulted me forward to take an online business seriously. So, Thank you for what you've done for me. That was, that was my first podcast. I had uh, a co-host there, Tim Reed, who taught me about podcasting, which I then um, sort of built into my own business. It's such a great medium. It's funny you mentioned mm-hmm. Pat Flynn. I was just on his podcast yesterday. So oh, really? it shows you what a, um, an interconnected world this is and, and such a long game. Well, again, thank you. I mean, you're really one of the good guys out there and, and – uh, and uh, I wanted to have you on the show, anything that I could do to help you. I want to congratulate you on the new book, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, great title. Work Less, Make More, The Counterintuitive Approach to Building a Profitable Business and a Life You Actually Love. I love it. So what is it that made you want to write this book? I, I suppose like most people, you get this idea that it would be good to sort of summarize a few of your thoughts and put them into a book and, and put them out there. If you're answering the same questions a lot, um, you sense that there's a book there, but really the prompt came from um, the lady who helped me put this book together. Her name's Kelly Exeter. And she was um, watching me speak at Chris Ducker's event. And at the end she said, why haven't, why isn't this a book? This is a book, what you've just presented. It really moved her. And that core presentation was the, the seed of it. And then there was, um, I wrote an email each day for a week for part of a, an affiliate campaign, uh, which is short. It just means I was promoting someone else's stuff. And I wrote this heartfelt stories each day for a week. And I don't normally write, so it was kind of weird. I don't know where they came from. They just came inside me and out. And then Kelly was getting these. She goes, we ha- have to do this book. And so really was, I think the thing stopping me, doing it was how difficult it is to put together a book and you've published a book you know there's lots of challenges to overcome to get that information out of you and into a format that's useful 
and mm-hmm. we worked pretty hard on making sure that the book was an easy read and no fluff because that's my style as well, very direct. Mm-hmm. Apart from the ugly guy on the cover, <laughs> I've had yeah. great feedback on the book. It only takes two hours <clears throat> to read, but the book, this book is an introduction to my core concepts and ideas that you would have heard in Freedom Ocean that I talk about in my memberships that I've helped people with their business and also things that I talk to my kids about that I want to educate them on uh, that they're not getting taught in school. You wrote, the second part was you wrote it for your kids, right? Yeah, stuff that they're not taught. Yeah, I dedicated this to my kids because, uh, you know, the, the way that society works isn't really working that well. If you think about how many people you know um, who are always talking about struggling for money, it's very common. When I catch up with my friends each year, I go to this annual dinner and 99% of the conversation is about how hard life is and how little money they've got. And it's, it's like, well, you, it doesn't have to be like that. Uh, so that that's something I want to empower my kids with to help them be uh, resourceful and mm-hmm. to um, let go of this helplessness that society sort of puts into us because we, we go to school and we learn to memorize things and regurgitate stuff. And, and they're literally being babysat some of the time, depending on which country you're in, the school system can be pretty bad. And then they're studying for jobs that in 10 years from now, 50% of those jobs won't exist. And, and they're getting up debts to go to university uh, for these jobs that may not exist. And then they go and get a mortgage with the big, you know, the big friendly bank and finance company. And we know they're quite evil now. Uh, in Australia, there's been a, a commission into their corruption practices. And we saw, you know, what happens at Wall Street in the, the stock crash. Certainly can relate to that. So the book, it, it sounds like the way you're describing it, it, it relates or it um, applies to all businesses, not just the online type of industry that you're in, right? Yeah, I purposely made it general because, um, whilst, you know, it's pretty hard to ignore the online side of things no matter what business you're in. You know, if, if you're in real estate, property development, all these online I mean, that's where your customers are. They're on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. So it would be wise to pay attention. Look at any business or any sign writing on any car and you could apply the profit formula to that business and you could see that that they have opportunity there to tap into. So, yes, very general. So the the, the subtitle of your book is the counterintuitive approach to building a profitable business. So what's counterintuitive about your approach to building a profitable business? Well, I work less than other people and I make yeah. more than other people. I th- think that's most definitely counterintuitive. Sure, um, sure. There's a lot of a lot of things being ingrained into us like that, um, you know, hard work, that work should be hard or um, that we have to grind or hustle. Or if we want to make 10 times more money, we just work 10 times harder. Now, that's quite impractical because we have a finite number of hours in a month that we could actually dedicate to work. And... Then there's this other situation where people, you know, work hard in the beginning, but they forget to stop working hard when they actually reach some sort of level of financial success. And then they get confused because they might have made a good foundation of their income and now they feel like they've got nothing left, no more challenge. So they have a, an unhealthy way of, of 
getting self-esteem or satisfaction with the work that they've, they've done. They, they have to, they're using dollars as the ledger, like Warren Buffett, which he states in his documentary. For, for him, I think his sister says it, but for him, dollars is the scorecard. That's why he, he works every day. It's um, counterintuitive to, to not diversify as much as people talk about, these sort of normal sort of wisdom things. It's counterintuitive not to be uh, working every minute of the day if you want to become very wealthy. So there are different ways to approach these things. So do you think these are just different ways or do you think this is kind of a trend? This is the new way of, of how the world is going. I don't, I don't think everyone's being counterintuitive, you know, like there's still peak hour traffic jams on the way to work at nine and on the way home at five, Monday to Friday. Uh, the cinema's still busy on, on Friday and Saturday nights. Like people, tend to be you know doing things in a mass movement and then and then the way that i live my life is just is like it really is counter cyclical i'll go to the movies on a monday morning there's nobody in the cinema i'll do my shopping during the week um when there's no one in the the shops i go surfing every day and Mm -hmm. i actually a lot of people go surfing first thing before work that's the peak hour and i wait till they go to work and then i go during the mid-morning or the mid-afternoon before the school mm-hmm. kids get out. And, you know, I'm in the same geographic location, but my experience is completely different because of the timing. And same with my work week. I, I stack my work week to three days of the week so that I can have four off, uh, whereas most people are having five days on and maybe six these days and one or two days off. So you can actually change the rules if you want. With the, your last two answers, you've kind of answered the next three or four questions that I had prepared for you. Fine, so, <laughs> that's okay. That was great. Um, let's see. Uh, what's you, you help a lot of people out there um, start their business. You help the people grow their business. Um, you're, you're well connected and well known within other people that do similar things as you to educate people. I was curious, what's one piece of bad advice that you hear out there that just, you know, kind of irks you? Is there any or is there many? Well, it's a couple of common ones. Um, One is just take action, which is a bit trite because if it's the wrong action, it's really not going to help you. Um, It could be damaging. Like, you know, people might say, look, just quit your job and, 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 you know, it's make or break. Well, a lot of people will break. (laughs) Um, The other thing is, you know, people get all wound up and they start taking action, but they haven't really done much in the way of research or planning or validation. So they just, they just get very busy and then they fail and they've lost their confidence. And there's only a few times they can do that before they stop trying that because most people uh, do not have great resilience because it hasn't been taught to them from their parents and they haven't learned it since. Um, other ones that come up often is the the launch model. A lot of people um, put all their eggs in one basket and they do this sort of every year you see the same experts do a big launch and that's their entire business model where all their flop, they're under enormous it goes well they're under pressure because they have this strain on their support they've got a big cash flow spike they can't look after everyone they get refunds then they have to pay out big expenses and they're usually their adrenal glands are just shot 
Another one is the Ascension model. That's where this concept where you might put out little free products or cheap products and move people up slowly to more expensive and more expensive products. It's kind of a myth Mm -hmm. because you can sell the expensive product straight away. I mean, think about Ferrari's entry-level budget car. Can Can you think about what that might be? Um, it's probably like a brand at least, right? They don't have one. Well, there you go. <laughs> exactly. They just I haven't, been I haven't been shopping for cars lately, so they're just uh, they're just top shelf, and they don't worry about the ascension model. You're not getting the baby Ferrari all the way through. It's just like it just starts at the good stuff, and you could do that in your own business. So that's that's a, a common one that I fix. People spend all their time and energy on the low ticket items that will not make them enough money to to let their business survive long enough to even offer the high ticket item. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any vulnerability in, in a business that relies on such a high ticket item, you know, vulnerability to the economy? The high ticket item businesses are, are often doing very well at all times of the year um, in any economy. And, you know, if you, if you think of top brands, um, whether it's Ferrari or Rolex or, um, top brands of whiskey, you know, the premium position products have a pretty strong following and there's plenty of money around in in the top end of town. I found out uh, in Sydney, 50% of the high-end properties are owned outright with no mortgage. Uh, mm. You know, like I used to sell Mercedes-Benz and there was still plenty of money in the top end of town. They're still buying even in a recession. Um, the, the slower stuff or the entry-level stuff can slow down a bit. Um, and I'm sure it's true that, you know, cosmetics and chocolate always sells in a downturn. <laughs> um, however, I would say don't be single source dependent on just that one product line. Right, right. So let's get practical for a second. What, what are two or three actions that someone could take to set themselves up to start working less and making more? I would score the business activities that they're doing like literally a a task check. Um, You can do it installing rescue time if you're in a computer-based role, but if you're in a a pen and paper, we'll do the job. Just write down what you're doing and see if those things, uh, are they really moving the needle in your business and could someone else do them? Uh, If if possible, just delete them, like stop doing it. You could stop doing a good chunk of things that you think are important that aren't making any impact at all. And then you could have someone else do some of the tasks that you think you can, you're the only one who can do. We all think that. And then see which ones are are critical. And there'll be a few things that really make a difference in your business. And it will usually revolve around your specialty or expertise. And it will usually not be things like building your website or sending out emails or um, transcribing podcasts, those sort of tasks are very easy to get help with. And um, especially like in a property field, things like research, uh, writing ads, taking pictures, all of these sort of jobs. Uh, there's so many, so many people out there great at those things. What's next for you, James, that has you most excited? I'm starting to put together ideas for my next book um, because I liked the, the outcome of making a book I thought it was um it was a better experience than I expected after the book came out I'm continuing to attract higher level 
customers for the the work that I'm doing, and that's that's still energizing me. And of course, I'm going to be uh, catching more and more waves and and improving my surf. <laughs> a real driver right. for me at this point in my life, um, and it's a great metaphor for um, for living. I think mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm basically I want to live like I'm retired and enjoy my life now for the i don't know for the next 50 years or however long it's going to pan out maybe longer right right we're all living longer now so <laughs> more surfing is good and uh i enjoy your pictures i enjoy following you on instagram and, and you always got it's coffee or, or, or surfboards fantastic <laughs> so yeah you definitely uh walk in the walk in the talk i like it um if someone wanted to learn more about you and want to get in touch with you what would be the best way for them to do that well, uh, head over to superfastbusiness.com. There's a podcast there with lots of episodes discussing these sort of topics. Perfect. So they know how to find me. They know how to find you. Uh, superfastbusiness.com is the website and the and the podcast, right? Both the same thing? Yes. And the Perfect. membership as well. Right. Perfect. So coincidentally, James, what I did just before we hopped on the call is, is I went to amazon.com. I purchased 10 copies of your book. And I'm going to give them away to my audience. So uh, we'll put a, a graphic up there. This is uh, James' book. And this is how you get a copy. Uh, the, the, the book, Work Less, Make More, The Counterintuitive Approach to Building a Profitable Business and a Life You Actually Love. Go to Instagram. Post in your own creative way what you liked best about today's interview. And then make sure that you tag us. It's at James Shramko and Epic Real Estate. And the first 10 people to do that, I'll go ahead, I'll send you a copy of James' book. All righty, so if, if you, got, you lost some of the audio here, you lost some of it, it's all in the book. I'm going to give you a copy to make up for it. And uh, James, it's been a pleasure. I would love to do this again sometime. Thanks, Matt. It's been really a treat to be able to come along and share some ideas. Yeah, absolutely. It was a treat for me as well, and I think it's a treat for everyone that was listening. Alrighty, so thanks for tuning in to Epic Real Estate Investing. God bless and to your success. I'm Matt Terry. I'll see you next week on another episode of Thought Leader Thursday. Take care.